and welcome to the Bless My Bacon podcast, episode number two, what is the best way to cook bacon? I'm Steve McKenzie, and the Bless My Bacon podcast is on the air. Bless my bacon. Let's go. That never gets old. That sound. Bacon. Bacon. Did I mention what we're going to be talking about during the show? I'm going to highlight a fantastic boutique bacon company that I just found out about today. It's going to be awesome. I've got a fantastic bacon recipe that's just, it's, uh, (laughs) I can't wait to try that. Can't wait to uh, let you know what that's all about. And then, uh, you know, some bacon news. We got to, we got to always touch on that because that's, uh, you know, got to know what's happening with our bacon. Anyway, that's that. Well, I'm excited about this episode because, uh, to be honest, I have cooked bacon three different ways. I've cooked it on cast iron, I've cooked it in the microwave, and I've oven cooked it. I mean, I've cooked it in a Teflon pan too, but I mean, essentially, it's for me, it's the same as just cooking it in a pan. So, there are even more ways to cook bacon, which I've just discovered. Some of these include cooking with water in a skillet, doing the microwave, using a nonstick skillet, cooking bacon on a rack in an oven with paper towels underneath, using an air fryer, using a sous vide method, which is really a bizarre method, which we'll talk about later, cooking in a cast iron skillet, and the last method is baking it on parchment paper. So numerous methods to cook bacon, and, and honestly, every one of these methods is brilliant because you're cooking bacon. And the only thing worse than cooking bacon is not cooking bacon. So whatever method you choose, do it. If you have to throw it on the manifold of a car, cook your bacon. All right, so let's talk about the, uh, the first method, which is water in a skillet, which kind of seems counterintuitive because you want to cook your bacon. You don't really want to boil it. But actually what you do is you put bacon in a cold skillet. You cover it with just enough water to cover the bacon pieces. Cook it over high heat until the water boils. Lower the heat to medium. Let the water evaporate. And then you cook it over medium-low heat until the bacon's done. So I guess the theory here is that when you're cooking it in water, when you're when it's boiling the bacon takes on some of the moisture from the water and that lends to more tender bacon, but still you get the crispy action as well. This method, you get a little more popping and sputtering because there's water in there and anytime you have water in a hot pan, you start getting sputtering, especially when you've got, you know, bacon grease and all that jazz. And truth be told, I have not tried this method, but I am going to try this method and I will get back to you The next method is using a microwave. This is my second favorite way to cook bacon, just because I have no patience and I like things quick and easy and cooking in a microwave is quick and easy. With this method, you put your bacon on a microwave safe surface, whether it be a plate or some sort of a pan and put paper towel down and then I'll just throw the bacon on top of that paper towel And then I will cover that up with another paper towel because I don't want the microwave looking like an oil slick. So that works for me. And then basically I just cook it until 
it looks like it's done. I like to cook it until there's not too many chewy parts on it because after you pull it out of the microwave, it's going to continue to cook. And so better to err on the side of caution because if you need to microwave your piece of bacon a little more, you can because otherwise, I mean, once you burn your bacon, your bacon's burned. It's super easy. It, it takes you minutes to get this done. Cleanup is, is pretty much a breeze because you, you have the paper towel on top of the surface. So not a whole lot of scrubbing and messing around you have to do. The downside is that the bacon pieces won't look as good, in my opinion, as they would if you cooked them in a pan because they're just tightly shoved together. And also you don't have access to the bacon drippings because they're all soaked into the paper towel. So if you want to do something with the bacon drippings, you're out of luck unless you want to squeeze the bacon drippings out of the paper towels, which is not my thing. Still, I love that method regardless. The next method is baking on a rack with paper towels underneath. So with this method, you basically get your cookie sheets and you layer them with paper towels and then you put a wire rack over the paper towels and then you put the bacon slices on the rack and you bake them at 400 until the bacon is done. And the biggest benefit about this cooking method is you get the least amount of shrinkage. And for us guys, that is, it's an important thing. So it's, it's a little bit more messy because you've got to clean all the bacon bit type stuff off of the, off of the wire rack and that can get kind of intricate. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's up to you, but it's, it's a great way to do it. Plus all the bacon drippings drip down into the paper towel. I think the bacon is more, uh, has less fat in it. The downside again, as with the last method is that all your bacon drippings are soaked in paper towels. So if you want to use the bacon drippings for something else, you're out of luck. A couple positives about this particular method is it's good for lots of bacon. So if you've got bacon sheets, you can rock out some bacon. You can get a couple packs of bacon in there and just go to town. Uh, the downside, and this is probably my biggest complaint about this method, it takes a long time. I mean, you know, it'll take you up to 29 minutes to get your bacon cooked if it's thick cut, about 24 minutes for regular cut bacon, plus there's 10 minutes of oven preheating time. Okay, I guess we could also say that it is good because you can actually do other things in the kitchen. Say, for example, you're having a bacon party and, you know, you can just throw the bacon in the oven and you've got plenty of time to do everything else you got to do for the bacon party. And speaking of bacon parties, we're going to talk about that in one of our upcoming shows. And bacon parties are the best. You got to have one and we'll talk about that more later. The next method involves some newer type appliances like the air fryer. Never tried this method. I probably won't, to be honest, because I don't like a lot of cleanup and especially I don't like a lot of bacon grease inside of things. Uh, but anyway, if you do it with an air fryer, you just you put it in the air fryer, put it in the basket, cook it at 400, shake the basket occasionally, until the bacon is crispy, take you about maybe eight minutes or so. With this method too, you need to pour out the drippings from the outer pan after the first batch because if you let that bacon grease continue to build up, it's it might get a little smoky and that's one of the things you don't want when you're in the kitchen. 
The downside with this is that you can't cook in volume, in bulk. The upside is that it's quick. This next method, I had to like Google this to see what all this was about. It's the sous vide bacon cooking method. Now, sous vide is, uh, apparently it is a immersion circulator. So it basically circulates hot water around a pot and you can cook various things with this. And I guess it offers more controlled heat or something. I'm not sure. And you put your whole package of bacon, like you don't open the packaging, you just stick your full package of bacon in there in a large container with enough water to cover it. And you cook it with the circulator at 147 degrees Fahrenheit for eight to 12 hours. Eight to 12 hours. I don't think I'm going to use this method. Now, the results on this, according to the person that I'm hearing from, once it's done, and this particular person cooked it for 12 hours, once you do that, you open the package, you pull off the individual slices, and you sear them in a skillet on one side, and then you just briefly touch them to the pan on the other side so the bacon doesn't look raw. And it's supposed to be amazing. Like, I I want to taste this bacon. I don't want to make this bacon. Because I'm guessing that it would be something like pork belly, where it would just be really tender and just, mm. oh yes, mmm. In their words, they said it was buttery tender and uniformly flat with little shrinkage. And again, guys like little shrinkage. This next method is my favorite. Number one by far, cast iron skillet or a flat top, you know, anything like that, where you've got solid metal cooking a big chunk of bacon. What I like about this is that, well, for one, it's like how people have cooked bacon through the ages. Like our ancestors used cast iron pans that they cooked their bacon in. And it's just, it's, it's so awesome because you cook your bacon, but then you get these little tiny charred parts as well. Like some of the bacon, you know, it'll be perfectly done and then you'll have just a little bit of char to it and it's so good, so good. And it's, it's more fun because you actually can see the process. You can see the bacon drippings. They're not hidden by paper towels. They're not stuck inside of a microwave where all you see is a carousel moving around. You can actually see the bacon cooking before your eyes. So yes, it is nostalgic. It's traditional. The only downside, okay, the only downside is it's not good for volume. Like you can't do the entire pack at one time. But again, it's the process. It's the enjoyment of making bacon. And just see something like cast iron, this man-made primitive object that's cooking your bacon. That's good times. That is good times. Okay, our final method is baking on parchment paper. Again, I haven't tried this method, but from what I hear, it is one of the best ways to make bacon. How do I know that? Because Martha Stewart says so. What she does is she gets one or two rimmed baking sheets, puts parchment paper on them, puts the bacon on top, and bakes it at 400 until it is crisped to your liking. And when it's done, you just transfer it to a paper towel-lined plate or platter, and there you go. The only downside, okay, the only downside, it takes longer to cook. About 18 minutes for regular cut bacon, 24 minutes 
for thick cut bacon and then also 10 minutes to preheat your oven. But the, the biggest benefits are taste and yes, volume. So that's it. I encourage you to cook bacon however you like. And really, these are all different ways. People say different ones are better, but honestly, it's all up to you. It's time again for Bacon News. I'm Steve McKenzie. Now to capitalize on consumers' fondness of bacon, this year the Kansas Pork Association teamed up with 10 Instagram influencers in their hashtag bacon ambassador campaign to highlight bacon. So apparently more than 130 posts have reached over 12.3 million people since January. Because these ambassadors, they're sharing their photos, videos, recipes of all their creations and their proper cooking temperatures. It's pretty exciting. And again, underscores what we already know. Everyone loves bacon. Now, we were just talking about Martha Stewart just a little while ago and one of her cooking methods for bacon on parchment paper. Well, Snoop Dogg has taught Martha Stewart a few things. Because I didn't even know this. I mean, I've seen them in commercials on TV, but I didn't know that they were as tight as they were. But he says they're best friends on her podcast. And he's somewhat of a foodie himself, and so he picked up a few things, which shocked both him and her. And Martha, she showed Snoop a few things, you know, how to make mashed potatoes and brownies, and he showed her how to perfect every batch of bacon. Now, his technique, which results in what he called billion-dollar bacon, gives the bacon a, a particular texture. He said it's how you put them in there and how you move them around. He said it's all about the sound. Like, you gotta, you gotta listen to when they're done. Not even a look, but you gotta listen for this sound. It's like, he said the ultimate sound of bacon's doneness is a low whistle. Like... All I hear are the sputtering aspects. I don't hear the whistle, but I will have to pay attention and see if, if Snoop is right. Bacon of the week. And now the bacon of the week. I am so excited about this. I just learned about this today. Bill E's Bacon in Fairhope, Alabama, down near Mobile. This place has been called one of the best bacons in America. In fact, it was ranked the number one bacon in Alabama. And looking at this website, their website, oh man, it looks it looks so good. If their if their bacon is as good as their website, I mean it's 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 going to be pretty good. On their website, it says when Berkshire red pigs and Chantilly white pigs get together, magic happens. And this magic carries on to how they make their bacon. Now, it's not your regular mass-produced bacon. They make this bacon in smaller quantities, smaller batches, and premium ingredients. And this is the funniest thing about this whole website and this whole bacon company is that the bacon is so delicious and beloved, local songwriters serenade every batch where it's smoked in Fairhope, Alabama. Like, What sort of songs do you think they sing? Other than, sweet home Alabama. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, you got to test out your tracks on, on some uh, bacon. And if the bacon likes it, the audience will like it. And Billy, it's always been his dream to make bacon. Ever since he can remember. 
So he went through everything. Like he found the right pig breed, tinkered with the recipe, tried different curing methods, different smoking methods. It was a trial and error kind of thing, but man, he knocked it out of the park from what I hear. I'm going to travel down there. I am going to go to Billy's Bacon and I'm going to come back with a report. So they breed these Berkshire Red and Chantilly White pigs for maximum meatiness and flavor. And then what he does is he hand cures the meat for eight days in pink curing salt and heavy-duty brown sugar made with real molasses. So we're talking massive flavor. And the pork bellies are turned every other day to enrich the process. And then they cold smoke it in hickory. So the, the meat is just incredibly tender and savory and sweet. So I'm going. Okay, I am going. It's Billy's Bacon. So B-I-L-L-E-S Bacon.com is the website. They're in Fairhope, Alabama, and I'm going to be there, and I'll tell you about it. Okay, now the recipe of the day, key lime bacon slaw. Okay, you had me at slaw. You had me at bacon, and you had me at key lime. Like, it's it's the trifecta of mmm. I'll just give you like this quick overview, okay? You get bag of coleslaw mix, yogurt, key lime juice, garlic powder, onion powder, chopped onions, eight slices of crisp cooked bacon chopped into bits. That's the most important thing you need to remember. Salt and pepper to taste, and then it's magic. I am so excited that you were here today for Bless My Bacon. Episode three is going to be interesting because we are going to be talking about bacon meditation. Sounds weird. Not as weird as you think. Well, yeah, it's probably as weird as you think. Uh, so I'll see you next time. I bless my bacon. Bless my bacon.